thank you everyone for coming here and joining me on the high ground podcast i super appreciate it um i have been seeing all of your guys's content since before i started making content so uh you guys are all awesome and yeah thank you for 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 joining me here um Today we'll be talking about Revenge of the Sith. So I wanted to kind of start by going around the circle here. Um, on my circle, we, we would have Dane go first, but uh, kind of give us a background of you know who you are, how you got into Star Wars, and you know kind of and overall feelings on Revenge of the Sith. So Dane. All right. Uh, uh, my name is Dane. Uh, I have been into Star Wars really since I kind of remember, I I don't really remember the first time I watched it. Uh, I know that I, based off of what my parents and what my siblings have said, that we were exposed to the prequels first, then the OG trilogy. But I, I don't really remember that. I just really remember Star Wars being a part of my, just really being a part of my life. I remember that more than I remember elementary school, really. <laughs> it's a true fan. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, same for uh, Alana. Yeah, so I'm Alana. Uh, basically the same way with Dane. Like, uh, I just don't even remember watching it. I've been watching, you know, my family just got me into Star Wars. And yeah, and I started with the prequels as well. So that's why I have like that special love for it. Yeah. Uh, Jordan? Uh, so my name is Jordan. Kind of um, unlike you two, I unfortunately do remember a time without Star Wars in my life. It was not a very good <laughs> 10 years of my life just because Star Wars was in it. My first movie was actually Revenge of the Sith. My best friend at the time in the fourth grade, really? him and his dad took me to see the movie because, you know, when you're a kid, you just want to hang out with your friends. You don't really... You low-key don't care what's going on around you as long as you hang out with your friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this movie is or who's in it or who these people are, but whatever. Cool. Screw it. And I remember leaving the theater and I was like, oh my God. Like, I need to know more right now. And then every, every weekend after that, my dad and I were in Blockbuster picking up the original trilogy and one and two. And then by... Revenge of the Sith when it finally came out on DVD. <laughs> That's wow. awesome. Yeah, no, I, 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 I always love that question because it's such a different thing depending on when you got into it. Um, and it doesn't necessarily matter like how old you are or anything like that, but kind of when you jumped in, it ends up being a different story. You know, I mean, my, myself, I started with um, Empire, watching Empire Strikes Back on a VHS tape that I found that my mom had um, over and over again. So like, you know, for me, Star Wars has always been a story about Luke specifically. And then we have prequels to show how we got there. But if you started with the prequels, it's a story about Anakin. And last week, you know, some people told me that for them, it's the story of Ahsoka. Like she's the main character because they started yeah. straight with Clone Wars. So um, yeah, I mean, to me, that's just awesome. Uh, but uh, so we go into Revenge of the Sith, which is a lot of people's favorite. That's like a, a number one. Uh, Alana, who's who's your favorite character in the, in the movie? Who we start? Oh, with? my favorite. Oh, definitely Obi Wan. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta 
I got a second that, and then afterwards, I think I actually have to go with uh, Padme. That's my second favorite character after Obi Wan, because she's. Well, let's admit it, she's super underrated in it, and it's actually a little weird to me how people don't really give her enough appreciation. Yeah, my yeah. Like, we were just Padme stands. Like, he didn't even know what Stan meant at the time. It, or I guess neither did I, it was 2005. But Obi-Wan and Padme, like, top two. Best boy, best girl. Can't tell me any different. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Droid, uh, sorry, you just confirmed for me that you are recording through the actual microphone, not your headset. Okay. Uh, cool. by, by leaning back, I can see. Okay. It was, uh... <laughs> Sounds good. Um, no, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but I, I, I completely agree. Like, uh, you, I will say they could have done more with Padme. I don't know if anyone has read uh, the novelization from Matthew Stover or seen some of the, the deleted scenes and stuff where she's running around starting what will become the rebellion and getting a bunch of senators on her side and approaching, uh, and approaching Palpatine. They even had drawings of her having like a, a knife when she goes to meet Anakin because, you know, she's not sure she's going to have to handle some business, but we'll, we'll get to that and uh, we'll get to that shortly. All right. So <laughs> we jump into the first act, right? We got the, the Battle of Coruscant, which my opinion, that's my favorite opening of a Star Wars movie because it starts with like, okay, we have a warship and then them flying and then they fly down and it's like, all hell is breaking loose. But um, what's, what jumps out at, at you guys, uh, starting with Jordan, about the whole first the first act, right? For everything from the beginning of the movie all the way up until, um, for me, the first act ends when uh, Anakin finds out that he's not going to be made a master, right? Because at that point, his character changes. So between those two points, what really jumps out at you, Jordan? I, I think I'm going to have to second what you said, like the Battle of Coruscant, because I, I don't have a very good attention span sometimes. And so when the <laughs> movie started and all everything was just like, you know, in chaos, I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're jumping right into this. That's awesome. So <laughs> definitely the Battle of Coruscant for me, for sure. Uh, and just the outside portion or when they're running around, when they're fighting Dooku? Uh, or? Yeah, when they're fighting Dooku, all that. Um, Especially when they land on the Separatist droid ship or Grievous ship, I guess, and they, you know, Obi-Wan does a backflip out of his Starfighter. I was like, I love you already. <laughs> like, you're dramatic. We all, we all say that Anakin's dramatic, but he wasn't jumping out of his Starfighter like Obi-Wan was. So, yeah. I'm, that's right, right? I'm not yeah. yeah. Okay. No, no, you're, like, you're absolutely well, right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. I don't need the comments. Trust me. <laughs> no, uh, I. Yeah. I always love that too, especially because, like, um, you know, like, like you said, we're always seeing Anakin as as you know the one. Yet, even mm -hmm. in the last movie, it was Obi Wan who was jumping out the window, like grabbing yeah. onto the thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's a wild Everyone's man. like, oh, Anakin's such a high baby. He's so dramatic. Okay, well. <laughs> check his He's jumping out of stuff all the time, so yeah. I wonder where he gets it from. <laughs> yeah. Yep. How about you, Dan? Uh, 
I'm sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> oh, so we're talking about the first act of the movie, right? So oh, everything yeah. from the Battle of Coruscant up to uh, him not being made a, a master, you know, and, and kind of your, your uh, thoughts on okay, it. Okay, yeah. So the first act, I, this was, a, the first act was actually really what got me into Star Wars that much, that much I remember more was like, eh, to me with the first two movies. But then once this happened, I immediately loved it. And I think it was because of the space battle. And I actually recently rewatched it today. And I was kind of, I was kind of cracking up at the relationship between Obi-Wan and Anakin in it, especially when Anakin started firing on Obi-Wan with all of those droids on it. <laughs> I, 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 love, I, I love that part. And I feel like the reason why is mainly because we get to see kind of like the sassiness of both of them, but really in different ways. Like... <laughs> Can I add on to that real quick? That is like, that, that's a good, I'm agreeing with you and it's all, and I'm also adding on to what you're saying by saying it's almost like a stress reliever because if you watch it, you know, after season seven of the Clone Wars where there's, they're in this intense conversation with Ahsoka right before the Siege of Mandalore, you know, you're kind of just like, well, they left and now everyone's sad because we all know what's going to happen. But then you go back and watch, they're still doing that playful banter with each other. It's like, okay, we still have time before everything goes to hell, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but I think my favorite part, like, overall in the first act is, is more like the battle between Grievous's droids and Obi-Wan and Anakin. Because I feel like that's where, really where we get to see mainly how useful R2 is. Because yeah. in the previous movie, like, <laughs> underused... In it. And this was really the scene where we get to see a lot of R2 and how they use them and the strategy that R2 has. Yeah. Uh, and um, going back to like when they're still flying, the whole scene where he's like, uh, everyone's like, you notice that the shield's still up, right? Like, I don't know, just like little sassy Obi-Wan is, is, is my favorite thing. Um, but uh, Alana? I have to say, I would you call it like an assassination of Dooku? I don't know. I love that part for some reason. It's because I feel like it just starts to show Anakin, you know, really just completely transition. Like it, I feel like that's his start of his transition, quite honestly. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I and I also I get uh, actually I'll pose this question to you first, Alana. A lot of people ask me, how come Dooku didn't like explain what was going on to Anakin in that moment. Uh, what, what do you think? I actually was talking to someone about this yesterday. I feel like he just was so devoted to the whole like Sith, uh, you know, all their legacies and stuff that he just didn't want to expose it and he was fine going out that way. Like just yeah. sacrifice. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do, I agree with that. I, I think about on, like on two different levels. A, um, he f is following the teaching of the Sith, right? That's like a, a religious order, right? He's he's knee deep in it. He's been misled, but yeah, he's knee deep in it. But the other thing is like, who's gonna believe you? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> we 
you're not a trustworthy source and here at the end of your life is like not the time for you to start being honest it's yeah i, I, I know i just don't think they would they believe him personally i mean what, what do you guys think uh, me, I feel like it was more of fear and surprise paralysis that kept him from talking because it kind of like makes sense because if you look back and it specifically just with his facial expressions, it's pure surprise. I don't really think he was expecting Anakin to win because yeah. if you look back, even back on uh, the Clone Wars, Dooku wins every single battle that he's in pretty much. And so I With feel like it was just a surprise. It was just a surprise to him that Anakin won, especially with the way that he did, with cutting off his arms and then using it. And then with his master, Palpatine, instead of... Because he, he could have unlocked those chains if he wanted to. Instead of him just going up and just giving me the full power of the dark side <laughs> right there, he just let him go on. And I feel I, I actually kind of like watching Dooku with that fear because I hate that dude so much. <laughs> uh, I just think it's just well he so in the in the novelization of Revenge of the Sith, um, which is not officially canon, but it's it's still that's one thing that's still part of my head canon because there's no actual conflicts there. But in in that novelization, he believes that. Um, that Palpatine is going to make him like a general of a grand army of Sith. Like that he's 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 going to be he is going to be arrested at this point in time and that he's gonna say, Oh, I didn't know all the bad stuff was happening. General Grievous was doing all that stuff, and Grievous would be the scapegoat and all this stuff. And he had planned all this stuff out with Palpatine. And the Palpatine's like, Okay, kill him. And he's like, <laughs> What? <laughs> Uh, I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I love that part too. But uh, another thing I do want to touch on here in the first act is we get a couple of really good um, Anakin and Padme moments together, right? After the, uh, we're still flying off a ship um, <laughs> and they bring it into port. Um, we get the announcement that, that she's pregnant and the reason I bring it up is I just re I mean I rewatched it yesterday and one thing that struck me is in the beginning and the end of each act there's like something that happens between Padme and Anakin. This is like the first one where it's super happy they're going to have a kid and they're both stoked, happy, super in love, right? When we start to get towards the end of this to have another conversation on the balcony that's super cringy and awkward when, he, when he's like, uh, it's because I'm in love with you. And she's like, no, it's because I'm so in love with you. And well, then love has you blinded, like that whole scene. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, how about, uh, oh, and that's also the first time we get the dreams um, is here in the first act. Uh, Dane, any thought about his dreams? Uh, I feel like his dreams were kind of more of the dark side, kind of like just like the dark side giving him his biggest fears, because I, I think it was in one of the dark, uh, one of the Darth Vader comics, where we see the dark side just giving him all of these different fears, 
one of them with Palpatine being his creator. I feel like the same thing was happening with his dreams, not necessarily him looking into the future, but more of just the dark side telling him like, oh, this is your biggest fear. And Anakin just later on, like just to, to try to stop it, makes it become real. And yeah. I think mainly my, my input on it. Yeah, I always think about it because it doesn't seem like he has them after he becomes Vader, only before. But uh, Alana? Yeah, I just, I never like realized why he really let those dreams get to him. For like, it just seems kind of weird to have, like, you know, wake up and be like, oh, yeah, this is definitely so, the force telling me what's going to happen. Like, you think that since he, I don't, he's been like training for a bit of time now, he might realize, like, oh, maybe it's just my mind messing with me. Or maybe it's just the dark side. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing is, whenever you get those premonitions of the future, it's possible that your actions are going to cause it to happen, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Personally, if I had something like that, I'd be like, all right, I have to act super out of character to prevent it from happening. Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah. Oh, Jordan? And my, well, my thing was, is that, you know, because by 2020, we now have the Clone Wars. Ahsoka was doing the same thing. She had visions about Padme dying herself. And she was like, well, I have to stop this. So when you heard that this happened to Ahsoka, why wouldn't you take the lessons that Master Yoda taught her and what she was going through and apply it? You know, even though I know that's technically not how it works because George Lucas wrote Revenge of the Sith in 2005. But it's just like, ugh. You well, know, I mean, like sometimes I pretend things happen differently, and I'm like, "Who's Darth Vader? What?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but like uh, Slapknot's point out in, in the chat, though. I mean, he he saw the visions of his mom dying, right? And that's the first person he he loved. He loved her so much, and so it would. I mean, yeah, it would be very disconcerting to have the same about your wife as soon as you learn that she's pregnant. I don't know. That's that's rough. Um, but I mean, overall, in, in the whole first act, Anakin is the champion, right? He is happy. Everything in his life is going great. I just saved the Chancellor with my best friend, saw my girl again, uh, we're going to have a kid, like all this stuff. And then the dream start, and then that's kind of what <laughs> segues into the, the, next, the next one, right? Um, so then we have the second act where, you know, he gets ordered to... He, he he's on he's on the council, but he's not a master. Um, actually, I want to start with that scene because that's like <laughs> it's it's such a it's such a good one, um, and like just how he handles it, it, it does not go over well. Uh, but uh, uh, Dane, that whole announcement. Well, the, the the announcement was what a, what again the oh when thing? he. Yes, yeah, he meets with the council. Yeah. Oh, I have something to say to that. One, I think he should have been a master. I feel like it makes sense, especially with everything that we saw in uh, Act 1. At one point in Act 1, Obi-Wan even, like, lists everything that he did right, and then Anakin goes, all thanks to your training. I feel like if Obi-Wan just said everything right there to the council, then they could have been like, all right, yeah, possibly. But at, but at the same time, I kind of understand why they said no, mainly because they didn't 
really trusts Sheeve at that point. But I still... It's still like, oh, he wants us to do it? No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't mean to interrupt you, Dane, but that's just what it felt like to me. (laughs) You just summed it up. Summed it up perfectly. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Alana? I basically think the same thing, you know? I, I couldn't word it any better. <laughs> yeah, like I just refuse. I just refuse to believe that Mace Windu hated Anakin that much. You know, like come on. Well, well, because like, he did call his apprentice a citizen, but whatever. Oh my god, that part pissed me off. But I did see this one thing on uh, YouTube. I forgot who it was called. I think it was Star Wars Theory, and it was kind of like explaining his uh, actions in it. And it was because Mace Windu thought of himself as the chosen one, which if you think about it, kind of makes sense. Like, cause he, he would have killed Palpatine obviously later on, but with his hatred and distrust of Anakin, if he is the chosen one, wouldn't you, you know, try to help him as much as possible instead of dissing him whenever you got the chance? Unless he thought of himself as the chosen as the chosen one. No, I, I see what you're saying, especially because you know, Mace was the youngest person to ever get on the council, and and Anakin was would have you know beat him in that. But um, at, at the same time, it's I still have to lean mostly on it being because of Palpatine, right? His the whole appointment was to be was because of, of, of Palpatine, of, like, him um, muscling his way onto the Jedi Council and saying, I need to have, like, a, a person in here, you know? Uh, but, yeah, yeah I just, I, I love that scene so much because uh, it's, I don't know, it's just iconic. Especially because my very first time going into uh, Reddit's prequel memes was to see the uh, the meme of that scene, except... Anakin is the planet Pluto. (laughs) We accept that you're part of the solar system, but we do not give you the rank of planet. (laughs) My favorite meme is, I just saw it today and I was like, this would be perfect. And I was stupid and I didn't save it. But it was was Anakin and Mason. He was like, you're on the council. We do not bring you the rank of master. And then instead of Anakin saying what, Someone photoshopped Nick Fury's face and was like, I see the council has made a decision. It's a stupid ass decision, so I've elected to ignore it. <laughs> this is the best one. This is the uh, best one. <laughs> I gotta look at more Star Wars memes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a it's a wonderful place to be, but uh I mean don't go too deep into Reddit. You'll, only sadness will you find. <laughs> But uh, all right, so now he's he's. This is like really the like the start of of the end though with with Anakin because now you see all the conflict, right? It becomes apparent to him that the the Jedi don't trust him, uh, especially you know we hear he goes talks to. Uh, oh, sorry. We also have to go around and talk about another favorite scene of mine is. Have you ever heard? <laughs> We have to talk about Darth Plagueis the Wise. Um, you ever heard the child of Plagueis the Wise? I, know, I just the scene so just hard. makes me happy. You go ahead, Jordan. 
it's just so hard for me to watch this movie and not be like, Ahsoka is literally on another <laughs> <laughs> Just tearing stuff up. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss. So I'm trying not to cuss, but it's like, Ahsoka is on another planet doing all this crazy stuff. I need y'all to go help her and stop fooling around with this chancellor because he's going to make y'all evil and he's going <laughs> to tear everything up. You know? Uh, uh, Dane, your thoughts? Uh, I I actually kind of like the uh, Darth Plagueis the Wise scene. Uh, not so much with like the crazy light show thing that's happening or that concert. Not so much that. But I wanted really... to wine and Don Anakin. Yeah, it was just me, but I kind of got like I, I kind of got like Beyonce concert vibes. The first time. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with that, Dane? <laughs> Nothing's wrong with that. I, I love myself some Beyonce, but like, it yeah. was <laughs> it was it was definitely kind of off putting because it's like supposed to be listening to this Sith story, but like Beyonce is performing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand like why uh, Palpatine chose to tell him that at like a concert or whatever. Wasn't there a better place where he could say it? Like (laughs) it just doesn't seem fitting. Like you're not like again, you're not gonna go to a Beyonce concert and sit someone down and just tell him a story. Like Yeah. I was actually uh, I was actually re-watching that scene and I was thinking, okay, if I was a director or writer, what would have I have done for this? And personally, what I would have done is I would have had him meet him in Palpatine's office and then possibly have said, you know, have you heard of the tragedy of Dark Plagueis the Wise? And then maybe given him his journal and be like, read this over, but kind of like only me making him so he reads specific parts and then be like, okay, make your decision or something like that. Not necessarily tell him that he's a Sith Lord at that point, yeah. That would definitely be, eh, I think this should probably make you work more for me than the Jedi Order. Kind of like the same thing that he did back then, just a different just a different setting, and a slightly different things happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could have made it more... Actually, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think, though. Um, because did, did Palpatine know he was coming? Did he call for him, or did... He yeah, called he called for him. him. Yeah. He did call for him. Okay. Yeah, he called he, him. That scene, uh, I, that whole scene was just low key. It was chaotic, but on a low key scale. Because the scene opens up and Anakin's running to the stage yeah. or the, the seats. And I'm like, what are you doing? Well, he's <laughs> always late. Yeah, he's always late to something. Exactly. You know, he was late to his day with Palpatine, but whatever. Um, Which, by the way, I do a lot of Star Wars quotes in my personal life, like every day. But it's not from popular scenes. So, like in that scene when Palpatine just goes, "Leave us." <laughs> yes. Jesus. I try to quote that, but everyone thinks I'm rude. <laughs> they just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And what was, what was the point of the other characters around him if he is just <laughs> we're just going to leave in the first place? Like, because just on having them be there, bowing like robots, and then again, just... he was whining and dining Anakin. He wanted to flex. 
That's why he told them to leave. He had them there so he could tell them to leave so he could flex. Hey, man, you got to preheat the oven first, right? Yeah, Uh, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But no, even, you know, because like I said, this was my first movie. So I didn't know all this Palpatine was the emperor stuff. I just saw this dude talking to Anakin. But during that scene, I was like, because, you know, throughout the movie before that, I was like, oh, he's just trying to help Anakin. He's just trying to be nice. But then after he told me the tragedy of Darth Plagueis, I was like, oh, no, something wrong with you. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if I trust you anymore. Nobody <laughs> looks at another person that slowly without <laughs> without it being menacing. <laughs> Just Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't trust you anymore. Not from a Jedi. <laughs> and he does a slow yeah, look like three that. times in that conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, in, in the... all during Space Beyonce concert—that's <laughs> the new name, Space Beyonce. Um, but yeah, so he he finds out, you know, where Grievous is and all that stuff. Uh, and so also, Palpatine's been pumping him up this whole time. You you remember in the second movie when he's like, "You'll be the greatest and most powerful Jedi." And this one, they're like, "I would, you know, I want you to lead this mission. I will question their judgment if if they don't pick you." And then they pick Obi Wan. Um, yeah, and but, I was actually see while I was rewatching this one, I was like, okay, why is he so attached to Anakin? And then I reread one of my uh, comic books that I have. It's just a Obi Wan and Anakin one, and in that we find out that Palpatine has actually been manipulating him ever since he was a kid, yeah. taking him out on all these I, I guess kind of future things with great interest. Yeah, with with great interest, and I'm like, okay, well, this actually makes a lot of sense, and it actually kind of connects to the way that he treats Anakin and uh, Revenge of the Sith as well, because he just does the same thing, just with him as like a 14-year-old kid in this one instead. And I find it interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's just like good luck for Palpatine, because in in the first movie, his apprentice dies, and he's like, oh, dang it, I gotta find a new one. And then he meets a little kid, Anakin, yeah, we'll be watching your crew with great interest. That's him saying, "Yep, you're the next one." All right, yeah. <laughs> already found him. You know, let's let's get to work. Um, but I always, I also love because this one has the next conversation with uh, this act has the next conversation with um, Anakin and Padme, and this is where he's like, "I'm not the Jedi I should be. I want more, and I know I shouldn't." And it's just, uh, I I don't I don't I like. I don't feel like you were saying earlier, Jordan, I don't feel his fall is as drastic, as quick as a lot of people claim it is, because you can yeah. see it hinted throughout yeah. this entire film. It could sure. and and they had limited time to work with, you know what I mean? We didn't have the Clone Wars at this time and all this stuff. Um but yeah, now we got uh Obi-Wan flying to Utapau and the infamous hello there. Um uh so yeah, we get some awesome Obi Wan stuff. Uh, Alana, any, any thoughts on the Obi Wan? I mean, the hello there is just way too iconic. I don't know about <laughs> you guys, but I feel like it's a bit overused now. Just like <laughs> I feel like that's all I get now is like when people say hi, it's just hello there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I catch myself saying hello there when I meant to say hi. I'm just like, yeah. damn it! It's like muscle memory at this point. <laughs> I sometimes switch it up by switching up my response with either General Kenobi or come here, little one, or little friend, or whatever it is he's talking about. <laughs> little to, one, yeah. To kind of give myself that uh, 
that variety, that spice of life again, instead of just general <laughs> Kenobi. Um, or sometimes I'll quote Grievous and say hello there to confuse people. <laughs> like, oh, you're quoting Obi-Wan. No, I'm not. I'm quoting Grievous <laughs> yeah. in season one of the Clone Wars. Grievous did it first, first. man. <laughs> yeah. Canonically. Uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I... I actually, I mean, do you have any more thoughts on the whole, like, you, the battle no. there with Obi-Wan and, uh, and Grievous? Just, like, the end of the battle with, like, Grievous, like, just showing all his, like, organic parts. I feel like that was really well done, just showing mm-hmm. that he is, you know, an organic being, not just a, a droid. I thought that that was really cool. Yeah. Cyborg. Cyborg. <laughs> Uh, he's he's the oh, original he's person it's showing that he's like not a droid like he you know he should do it. the organic parts show I, oh my god I can't talk organic parts show that he's a cyborg and not just you know another another droid <laughs> yes. yeah yeah <laughs> so some, something that I found interesting at least the first time when I watched it was uh, I was watching it with my family and we all kind of noticed wait does he have cat eyes because we have because we yeah. have a cat or had he kind of ran away, but uh, but <laughs> we noticed that he does have cat eyes, and we're like, wait, was he an alien first, a human first? And I and I noticed that even when I went to school and asked people around, they would rewatch it and it would intrigue them. I feel like this was part of the writers' points to try to like get people to take more interest in Grievous once yeah. Clone Wars came out. So. I, Am I the only one that feels that? No, I I looked it up too. Like I did like a whole research on Grievous's backstory after that because it's just so interesting to see that you know what he was before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, him being like a, a powerful warrior in his own culture, and um, and having continual uh, iterations of himself. Especially, I mean, we see that in the Clone Wars, where they go to his castle or whatever and they see like the different bodies that he's had uh when kit fisto fights him and is just like a total badass i love kit fisto <laughs> he he's he's the all might of the star wars universe <laughs> i mean my main guy's plo master plo but but kit fisto is he's he's up there too any master who's nice to Ahsoka is on the top of my list. <laughs> that's, just, that's how I break my two masters if you're nice to Ahsoka. Yeah. So. <laughs> but one of the big things I love about like this this point in the movie is um, is now after having season seven of the Clone Wars, is this has happened concurrently with like this is concurrent with what uh, Ahsoka is is going through. You actually see the Jedi meeting that Ahsoka pops into. Um, so when, you know, the, the Jedi are having having their meeting and then they're like, Obi-Wan has uh, started fighting Grievous. Um, and then Mace turns to Anakin and is like, go tell the Chancellor, his reactions will tell us what we need to know. Anakin leaves at that point, but the meeting continues. That's when Mace Windu says, I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. And they start talking about their plans. But we know that that's also when Ahsoka pops up and they talk to her, like in the middle of that. I don't know. That, I, I just, if he I just like stayed that. for one more minute, then he would have seen Ahsoka. And then and he every would time be I watched that, I've just, I, I, I just, I, 
I get pissed at Dave Filoni a little bit. You just want to grab Anakin through the screen and be like, just stay. Do not go anywhere else. And especially at the beginning of that arc. I was like, just stay on the cruiser. Obi-Wan can go say, Chancellor, you can stay right here and it'll be fine. Palpatine who? Order 66 what? Like, you can just stay right there and it'll all be fine. I <laughs> they didn't even hug. Just, no, just give me one hug. last hug. And I was here. <laughs> I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. I bet you I'm going to watch it again tonight. <laughs> just to be sad again. Uh, Alana, your thoughts? Same thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Really, I, it's in that hug. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, all, right, all right. So this is a little off topic. But when they meet with Ahsoka, there's a lot of people that were mad of like, you know, because she's like, because they're like, oh, the canceler's been kidnapped. We have to go save him. And people were mad like, no, stay and help Ahsoka. It's like, I realize you like Ahsoka, but the Chancellor of the Republic was just kidnapped exactly. and is being held by no. Count Dooku and General Grievous. Like, the three most important people in the galaxy right now are together and Me they're not pretending to not to see a problem. <laughs> did, 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 didn't Obi-Wan and Ahsoka even, like, kind of have an argument, pretty heated arguments about talking yeah. about like that? Yeah. No, she was like, this is this was wrong with the Jedi. You're like, you're okay when I need like, you. Dude. And yeah, the that, that, chancellor that, of the whole Republic. Obi Wan. That that made me angry at Obi Wan that he would talk to her like that. Yeah, yeah. but like I get it because it, in my eyes it's like Ahsoka's right, but at the same time, the chancellor of the entire Galactic Republic <laughs> was just taken. Yeah, I'm not about to sit here and argue with you about where I need to go. Especially if I don't know what's going on with the Chancellor. Because if I knew the Chancellor was the Emperor, I wouldn't even bother. I'd be like, all right, well, as far as I'm concerned, he's having a party. He's just having a party with his friends, you know? And I feel like he was also, like, maybe his tone was a bit aggressive because, like, he's stressed out. Like, the whole war is, like, depending on him right now. Like, he's got to save the Chancellor, you know? He's not really worrying about Ahsoka. It's his yeah. job on the line. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a good day to ask, all right? No. <laughs> we, often, we often have to remind ourselves, the Jedi know next to nothing about what's going to happen in the next <laughs> two days. So they're, as far as they're concerned, they're just trying to end the war. So I get it. I 100% get it where Obi-Wan was coming from. But like, also, watch your mouth. <laughs> again, anyone who's mean to Ahsoka just gets further and further down on my ranking list. Mm-hmm. You, you gotta make that a T-shirt, Jordan. I should. I, should. I think I am. If you're nice to Ahsoka, you're on the top of my Jedi list. Something like that. Uh, but you know, I mean, I, it was still so. Anakin runs off to like tell, tell. Um, um, Palpatine what's going on and that's when Palpatine reveals who he is and I love how Anakin's first reaction he just like pops open a lightsaber and he's like are you, are you gonna kill me and he's like yeah I, I sure would like to and then Palpatine gets kind of creepy and it's like I can feel your anger and you're like Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> no chill man that <laughs> with like the squinty eyes and the open mouth, like it, even if you just pause it right there, it's like Dude. why that face of all faces that you can make? I need an adult. Um, 
but it's it's such a cool scene though because at that point in time there is no proof of wrongdoing right Palpatine is a Sith and that's bad but you can't just kill him because you guys have a disagreement in beliefs right <laughs> uh, yeah you know, and, and it's it's funny because it's I, I don't know. I just I just always find that scene really really fascinating. But yeah, he goes I mean, in. Uh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, you know, I I agree, but at the same time, Oki killed Cal Dooku for a lot less. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you know, like I don't know. It's. I'm always very gray area when it comes to Anakin and his turn and like who's responsible and what because it's like well yeah you can't kill a chancellor but like two days ago he chopped off his apprentice's head because he told him to because he wanted revenge you know <laughs> yeah then we kind of go to my personal favorite scene of the movie right so he, he tells you know Mace what's going on and by the way, I like to point out in that scene, Mace Wind, the other Jedi Masters are already on the ship waiting for Mace Windu to go confront Palpatine. Like that was the even without the news, that was going to happen. Um, yeah. you know, and, and Mace says, you know, if this is true, you will have earned my trust, but wait in the council chambers. And I love the scene where it's Anakin in the council chambers, just with his thoughts, and then it's it's Padme on the other side of the city doing the same thing. And so to, to me, that's like the, the ending connection between him and Padme is them being apart on way on opposite sides and it just being symbolic. And I, I don't know, that scene is, is beautiful. Plus, I don't know if you saw my, my TikTok from yesterday, but you hear Palpatine whispering to, to Anakin, do you know if they kill me, you know, yes. I'm the only one that can save her. Yeah, the thing is, I was actually, I actually recorded that, and I was gonna make that video as well, and I saw this, <laughs> and I put it in my drafts like a day before you posted it, and then once I saw that, I'm like, well, oh crap, now I can't post it. <laughs> no, it's, that's fine, there's no, I don't know, people get weird like, oh, you copied this video, and like, I didn't see it, I, I, I don't care, it's, I don't own Star yeah. Wars, you know, it, it is what it is, but, uh, Alana, any thoughts? Yeah, like I love how you, what you were saying. I never really thought of it as like a symbolic, you know, the separation of Anakin and Padme. That's just like really interesting to me that, you know. I also want to point out Hayden Christensen's acting on that one, especially with the tear, because like the first 50 times I watched it, I did not notice that tear. And then when I watched it this week, I'm like, holy crap, he's a much better actor than I originally thought, especially with the crying, because the only time we've seen that before was in episode two, and there it felt a little forced. While in this one, it felt appropriate. Am I the only one that has that opinion? No, I, 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 because I, in this scene, it is, I did the right thing by what I've been taught, but it's not the right thing in my heart. And like, it's such like a, a gut-wrenching moment for him and yeah he is very underrated as as an actor and i really wish that he had gotten more respect afterwards because i 
if we got to see more things with him in it, I think the world would be a better place. <laughs> That's just me. Uh, Jordan? <laughs> uh, I, I'm just agreeing with you. You know, the world needs more hating Christensen, and we deserve it, quite frankly. <laughs> um, and Jake Lloyd. Poor Jake Lloyd. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other topic of conversation, though. Yeah. Um, the I just feel like the prequel cast in general just deserve <laughs> far better than early day internet bullying, you know? Yeah. But that's that's just me. Um, but that well, I agree with you guys about you know that scene was just it was just great. One of the last times I watched it, I actually teared up with it, you know, and I was like. I've seen this movie 50 times at this point. What is happening to me? You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, well, I mean, while we're on that, t- that subject, um, <clears throat> I think there's no more tragic experience of it than Ahmed Best, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks, yeah. and, like, him getting to the point of, you know, nearly committing suicide over it. And how much the Star Wars fandom has welcomed him back now, now that all those people that loved him as a kid are now adults. And right now, he is uh, a Jedi Master, uh, Kelleran Beck, and he hosts like a little kid Star Wars show called Star Wars Temple. It's kind of like, I don't know how old you guys are, if you remember Temple of the Lost, uh, Legend of the Hidden Temple on Nickelodeon. It's kind of similar to that, but Star yeah. Wars vibes. Um, I don't know. It's just like a, a comeback story that like just just makes me super happy to hear. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I agree. Uh, all right. So then we have you know what what comes next? The actual confrontation you know, with uh, Mister the Senate. <laughs> um, uh, I uh, so I saw a meme earlier today when. Uh, it was Mace Windu saying, "Under arrest will decide your fate," and then he goes, "I am under arrest," and he goes, "Gotcha," and, and then the movie ends. <laughs> uh, no, but we have that whole confrontation, and I know that the choreography is not good with, you know, the other Jedi Masters, uh, Seishi Tin, and um, the other person is. Blanking out in my mind, but um, you know they die instantly, and just Kit Fisto and, and Mace Windu are there. Yeah, um, but I think that's mainly to show exactly how powerful and experienced uh, Palpatine is as a Sith. Like we got Kit Fisto and two other people who are pretty well known, and we are, and fans already know how powerful they are. So seeing them die as quickly as it was i feel like that's more to tell the people watching it for the first time oh man this guy is not someone that you should mess with yeah yeah exactly and we we get that whole fight um uh alana any thoughts on the whole fight the fight oh but i have a question yeah. Do you guys think that Mace Windu, Windu could have survived the fall? Because I know a lot of people are saying that it could be possible because, you, you know, like Maul survives and... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because Samuel L. Jackson himself, like, said that he talked to George Lucas and they were, both of them were like, yeah, sure, Mace Windu can yeah. be alive. Yes. But <laughs> personally, mainly because of how much I don't like him, the character. I don't want him to be alive. Uh, I would much rather have be like a red marking on the, on the pavements. <laughs> I would much rather have that be it. 
Uh, I mean, personally, I I think he's dead myself. Um, I I I would. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to doing some fan fiction, <laughs> but what if you survive? But um, when you rewatch it, he gets electrocuted with no lightsaber, no hand for a good clip before he goes out the window. Like it's not, it's not a good time. And, Cause I, I made a post about it. People were saying he was still screaming when he went out the window, but he, he wasn't, he was screaming when he was getting electrocuted. He's silent out the window. I don't think he was conscious, and if so, uh, he he had a bad day. <laughs> like, like he, it, I guess what the writers could do if they wanted him to be alive was like have him wake up like halfway down, and they'd be like, "Dang, I'm falling," and then do like L. <laughs> Jackson stuff. And then, there you go, you got him alive. But be, but I personally think that. Well, like it, Brandon. I don't think I don't think he was conscious for it, so I don't think I, I think he became a mark on the pavement. <laughs> I would love to see him with a blaster, like a DL forty four, busting a door and be like, "This party's over." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that would just make me happy. Uh, Jordan, your thoughts? Well, I was just gonna say, you know, Dave Filoni should have never done this because now it's my answer for everything. <laughs> Boy, it's got time travel. <laughs> Someone go in there and just, you know, stop him from falling somehow. I don't know. Do the little hand thing Ezra was doing, like he saved Ahsoka, you know? I've yeah. never considered that before, but that is entirely possible. <laughs> I consider it for almost everything now. I'm like, Ahsoka, go stop Order 66. You know about the tips. Yeah, I feel, I feel like... Because even rethinking about it, every single time I watch it, it's it's a huge plot hole. Because you would think, as someone as powerful as Mace Windu, like he would do something if he survived against the Empire, unless exactly. he died. So I think if they really want to kill him off, do like a Darth Vader comic or something, and then just really have him, you know, delve deep into that, or just make the fan made. Uh, Star Wars, Star Wars theory, Darth Vader episode canon, and then the episode two as well, because they bring him in, and then they just have Darth yeah. Vader kill him anyway. Yeah. So just do that, and then pay the dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, it's hundred percent. Like, there's no way he would rather die than do nothing, you know, than than go into hiding. He's he's that type of dude, right? Way too old school for his own good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can I can just picture Palpatine like him and Palpatine meeting up and then Palpatine going citizen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, citizen. You know, uh, in Mace Windu's defense, I feel like a lot of people blame him for all the bad things when he's actually just the spokesperson, like he's the head of the council, so he announced the entire council's decisions. Uh, they're not always his. He could have voted against them, for all we know, but um, but he probably didn't. Anyways, <laughs> I know who I blame. I don't know, like, just, like, I don't know if I want to go there right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but Most then we get the uh, the official turning, right? You know, Anakin jumps in, does his thing, and then becomes Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Um. And so, so to me, that's that's the like that announcement is the end of of that act, and then we get one of 
what I feel is the most iconic scenes of movie history is Anakin marching on the temple with with the troops behind him, like with the music. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, but the yeah, first legion. Oof. Yes. That you don't want to go up against them for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, your guys' thoughts. I mean, we're talking all of Order sixty six, uh, younglings, the march on the temple, um, all of it. We'll start with that. Uh, we'll start with Dane. I feel like the only thing that they should have done is uh, just from a logical standpoint, since I do foot and fast support the Empire, uh, I <laughs> would have Anakin. Be like, yo, I'm not gonna kill you guys, but uh, the the Jedi are corrupt. Maybe you could help me bring justice, and then have them be the first batch of Inquisitors. That's what I would have done. But I, I would have kept everything the same. Just make sure that the younglings are become Inquisitors. Boom. That's it. <laughs> Alana. Just the whole youngling scene, it just, I know it shouldn't be funny, but it's just hysterical, you know, just, (laughs) I, it's so funny too, because in the beginning of the movie, Anakin is just so happy to become a dad, and now he's like, you know what, I'm just gonna, that's all going out the window right now, I'm gonna prove myself to be a horrible father right now, just. (laughs) Imagine if Luke found out about that, he would not be happy. I think like, he, did he? And then boom. I don't think he did. He never found out, like even years after. So uh, here's here's the thing. I mean, all of that, those records are expunged. It was the Jedi were traitors, and so they they died. I mean, think about any other point in history. You don't know about any individual people, and. Yeah. Anakin's, I mean, to me, Anakin's love for his father was just that. It was love for a father. If you had no idea of any of the bad stuff, you know, your dad was out doing terrible things and you grew up with a single mom or whatever, you would still like, I want to meet, I want to meet him. I don't know that any of these things are true or whatever. I still want to meet him. And like, it's that pureness of love that, that brought it back. Uh, but yeah, I, I think if Luke did more research, might have switched things up. Uh, but uh, yeah, Jordan, Order 66. Uh, it was. It was and you can include all the other Jedi's that we see. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, what? I just, what more can I say? It was like, I just remember 10 year old me thinking, like, oh, well. <laughs> There, here we go. I guess everyone that I just met at the beginning of this movie is either being evil <laughs> or dying. You know, because yeah. you know, at that point, all I was watching was like Cartoon Network. My favorite characters was that dying left and right. So, like, characters dying was like a new concept to me because I also didn't watch like a whole bunch of TV. So, it was a very Revenge of the Sith in general, especially the Battle of Coruscant and Order 66 were very intense for me. <laughs> like, sometimes I still get stressed out thinking about how stressed out I was in the fourth grade watching those scenes. Um, but like you said, the march, on yeah. the, the march on the Jedi Temple, like, name a better, name a better scene. Like, name a better piece of cinematic masterpiece. I'll wait. I mean, that, that's like me and my, there that's is. what I imagine whenever me and my friends arrive anywhere, if us just walk. Yes. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
there is one death in particular that I actually recently changed my opinion on, and that is uh, Keanu Mundi's death. The first few times I watched this, bring him up. I was like, no, he's cool. But then after getting into the lore and getting into his character and replaying uh, the original Battlefront 2 on my Xbox, I'm just like, this guy is a reverse Plo Koon. How Plo Koon loved the clones, this guy hates them, doesn't want anything to do with them, and advocates violence as well. And so I'm like, well, there, there's more to it, but he's... He, he, he's the worst of the worst of the Jedi, in my opinion. So now whenever I watch him, I'm just like, yes, you get what you deserve. <laughs> okay, but okay, but I have a question. What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? We got me there. Wookiees anymore? <laughs> no, that I, was... Do we include that in Order 66? Because, you know, when he, so. when Yoda did that backflip and was doing I was like oh well, yeah, that's also Yoda. when I grow yeah. up. Yeah, that's true. I was like, I wanna do that when I grow up. Just that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily care about the grandmaster part. I just want to be able to backflip it. Yeah. You know, well, for, I tried doing that move at one point, I broke my wrist. <laughs> no. Uh Hey, I mean, if if they didn't help the war, the the droid attack on the Wookiees, then we might not have gotten Chewbacca. Um, no, I, I think of uh, Kiari Mundi's death, and that one, that one hit me hard, not because of who he is, but because of how it happened. Like Ayla Sakura had no idea what was happening. She was just like, "Oh," and then they just like poured bullets into her as she lied there, like, "Yeah, come on!" Like it reminded me of that Ralph meme of like, "She's already dead." <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, but they also did that because of how much they had respect for her. They wanted to make sure that she yeah. had a, a quick and clean death. Yeah, no, it's just true. But I just mean, uh, Kiari Mundi was like, like, let's charge, and then no one went with him, and then both people were shooting at him, and he's like, oh, you know what I mean? Like he actually had to fight and realize what was happening. Um, Actually, since we're it's a little off topic, but since we're already all on the same page, we also got to see Order sixty six through Ahsoka's eyes in season seven. Uh, Alana, your thoughts on that one? Oh gosh, that hurt me so much. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. So Can you say it again? I'm sorry. Oh, you know, we we saw Order sixty six through Ahsoka's eyes when oh, she was yeah, feeling yeah. things going on. Yeah, I kind of. My brain reset for a second. I'm sorry. No, no worries. We're we'll starting with Alana. Oh, just seeing, you know, the whole how it affected Rex and Ahsoka, and just seeing all the clones that we knew just turn. Ouch! That's all I can say. It's <laughs> painful. Yeah. Rex holding the gun to her with a tear in his eye, and like. <sighs> yeah. But also, if we something that I loved was that Ahsoka never killed any of them when she had the chance. It would have been much easier for her if she just did, but no. And I, I, and I also feel like if she just was able to knock all of them out, especially when coming to Jess, Jesse, then she could have reversed chips all of them the same way that mm -hmm. she did with Rex. Would have taken some time, probably could have gotten some help from the droids, like, or a little bit more sooner. Then I feel like she could have done that. 
And I personally would have had that happen and then have all of them just try to do their best to stop the ship from crashing, but then have it crash anyway. Because imagine how, how, how much of an impact that would make. Like, you see them actually try to help, be good, and then suddenly... <laughs> Oh, that would hurt so much more. <laughs> like, yes, it would. Point. <laughs> Thanks, Dane. <laughs> and and that's and that's the whole juxtaposition that was the the falling of the Jedi of that era. Anakin was the only person that formed such a close relationship with them that Rex could experience that. You know what I mean? If if Anakin wasn't who he was, a none of this would have happened because <laughs> he wouldn't have turned. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time you know, Rex wouldn't have had that same feeling, you know, I, it's, it's, it's weird. Cause it's, it's bad on both sides, but like, did he do the right thing? He did the right thing, but in the wrong way. And like anyone else went too far with this, you know, with that ideology. Yeah. Um, I just remember watching that scene and was like, because when the officer said, Hey Rex, someone's calling you. I was like, oh no, here we go. And then Ahsoka started, you know, the echoes of the Sith started, and I was like immediately stressed out because then I then I started thinking about all the times I watched Revenge of the Sith and got stressed out during Order 66. <laughs> and then everything just was like one stress after another. But it was so beautiful. At the same time, what makes, so what makes, what makes so it beautiful. hurt? What makes it hurt the worst for me is that they were wearing her colors, and yeah. specifically for her return. That's the part that really hit me hard. And I, I think Jordan and I were actually uh, watching it together on a Zoom call when that we happened. Yeah, yeah. And we were just like, "Oh my god!" Oh, I didn't know you guys like knew each other. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I feel left out. So thanks. Jerks. Anyways, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I actually, I mean, I joined TikTok and I was up super late. Um, but, <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, we have Order 66 and how devastating it is. Uh, one thing I, I always love is in the novelization uh, from Matthew Stover, uh, Commander Cody, you know. Obi-Wan arrives, Commander Cody's like, hey, you dropped this, hands him his lightsaber, and then starts taking up, and then he gets the Order 66, and he's like, ah, oh, I wish you had told me before I gave him back his bloody lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> it just it always makes me laugh. Um, we should we should get something like that on StarWars.com or like YouTube, like a little animated yeah. thing, like 2D animation or something like that. Maybe we could even get like a little parody skit of that in Forces of Destiny, because that would be pretty funny to see. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So then, you know, after all this crap hits the fan, we get the first of the Anakin and Padme's talks um, on on this one which is when he comes back and is telling her, but at this point, right? So we already saw that they were, they were separated. And now at this point, he's, he's lying to her, right? It's like, what's going on? He just killed a bunch of younglings. 
you know, I can only hope that Obi-Wan stayed loyal and, and all this stuff. I mean, it's it's a rough conversation. Um, yeah. So we have that conversation plus, you know, Bail Organa or arrives. That's my, my other favorite quote of, I'm sorry, sir. It's time for you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> and so it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, Emmy, uh, Jordan, any thoughts of the, the, the Padme conversation or anything like that? I just want him to tell the truth. I don't know why. I was like, you, she deserves nothing but the truth, and you better give it to her. And then he didn't. So it's just kind of like, okay, well, she's just gonna. <laughs> she's perfect really and pure. Said, yes. <laughs> tell her what's going just, on. Yeah. And then poor 3 arts who are just kind of like, what is going on? They're <laughs> extra confused because, you know, they're in the background like, oh, well, all right. Um, yeah, this is happening. And, you know, as far as they're concerned, Anna can tell them the truth also. You know, got to look out for the droids, you know. People don't like to talk about R2 and, and um, the other one completely blank. C-3PO. C-3PO. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I feel like R2 kind of like knew what was going on, but 3PO on the other hand, he, he, he was me on a Monday. He had no idea what was yeah, going I was on. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I think also, I, yes, but I also think part of it was like his main concern is Padme at this point. Like he spent so much time with her ever since he left tattooing. So it's kind of like, is Padme okay? Yes or no? And that's what he cares about, low key, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And oh my goodness, I, I'm I'm forgetting something. I I missed I missed something earlier, because there's another scene prior to this when Anakin and Padme are talking, and that's when Padme says, "Do you think maybe we're on the wrong side of this?" She says, "Do you think the the democracy yeah. that we're trying to save no longer exists?" And Anakin says, "You're sounding like a like, separatist," yes. and you're like. <laughs> Okay, so I apologize for missing that because that happens before they were separated. That was why it was it rang so clear to me is because they were theologically on like not theologically, but they were on opposite sides after that conversation. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> in a storytelling standpoint, I really like that scene because it kind of sees we kind of see how easily people can flip flop between opinions and how fast like with Padme and this is one of the major reasons for why I love her she's always thinking strategically and logically thinking of the worst outcomes and one of them was what if the Jedi are not what we think they are and then yes. and then later yes. on Anakin tries to take that that to points that take that to heart while Padme is now trying to be an optimist thinking okay well what if they're not so they flip-flop between it. And I, I really, really love that because of the storytelling and the character developments between it. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I mean, not, not to get the political at, at all on here, but um, there are, we see this, the extremist attitude and how it's not helpful in, in, in any <laughs> <laughs> in in anything, you know what I mean? Uh, it's like you know, just starting, and we'll get to see that further. And that if you're not with me, you're my enemy. But um, yeah, I, I mean, it's still a certain thing. Uh, so uh, 
and Anakin goes to Mustafar and is, is slaughtering people. And it's it's one of it's a, so it's another scene in the um, in the novelization from Matthew Stoper. I highly recommend everyone reads it because it's one of the best things I've ever read. It is one of the best written things. It's beautiful, but um, just like a stupid joke, it just makes me laugh. Is he busts in there and he starts killing them, and one of the separatist council, who's who's a woman, is like, "What's going on?" Palpatine promised us a handsome reward. And he goes, do you not think I'm handsome? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would love him to say that to me. (laughs) And you're like, damn. All right, that's cold. But that's good. Like, (laughs) good job there, I guess. But but yeah, so we, we get that whole you know, end scene, Obi-Wan confronts Padme, and he's again, being tricky Obi-Wan. He's always tricky Obi-Wan. He's just like, he, without words, convinces her to reveal Anakin's location, you know. So yeah, let's let's go and just talk about the end of it, right? She shows up, they talk. No, actually, I want to just start with that, with them talking. <laughs> uh, uh, Jordan, we get that last conversation with uh with Anakin and Padme that does not go well. Um, <laughs> what were just, you I just wanted him to be with her so bad. You know, I keep <laughs> going back to this point of I like to whenever I read the Clone Wars or Revenge of the Sith, I pretend I don't know what's going on because I want it, I know how I want it to go and it's not gonna go that way. But <laughs> you know I just needed him to listen to her so they could just leave go to the outer room or something. I don't know. But, you know, she was trying so hard to be like, we can leave and leave all this behind and be done with it. You know, the government, the, you don't have to be a Jedi anymore. I won't be a senator. Let's live as normal of a life as possible because you just killed 30 children. <laughs> you know. More. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, way more. Um. <laughs> and uh, Dane, your thoughts on it? Yeah, kind of, kind of the same as Jordan, but like he was, he he already fell to the dark side at that point, and I feel like when he saw Padme, like even before they even talked, just her coming in, that was when like okay. I am going to rule the galaxy. I am going to do all of these things for the, in the dark side for her. Because I don't really think she, he was blinded by the dark side. I feel like he was just like blinded by love that's led him to the dark side. And that's really the main reason for why he's like, don't you see, we don't have to run away. We can do, we can do what we want. I can overthrow the emperor. Because he could have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Alana? I completely agree. And I feel like he's kind of annoyed to like at Padme a little bit because she's not really fully understanding that he did this all for her. And he's just like, come on, like, just understand. I'm doing this for you right now. Just come with me. You know, we'll live a happy life, but or a life together. I don't know if it would be happy, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's, also- that's, go ahead. I was just going to say, also, you could flip it, because like I said, I want Anakin to go away with her. But also, 
what if Padme just joined her and like they overdo Palpatine and she can be Empress Padme? Like, I don't see a problem with that either. <laughs> yeah, I, I Le- feel legitimately, like- that would have been the better thing for the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because the thing is, I I I love Padme. She would have been an amazing Empress. She would have been an amazing yeah. leader with with Vader's raw strength and Padme being possibly the most intelligent and strategic, you know, being in yeah. Star Wars besides Chief Palpatine, those two could have achieved a lot, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't even need propaganda because everybody would have just loved them immediately. And, and Obi-Wan could have just, like, been, like, their right-hand guy. Yeah, and Luke and Leia would have been prodigies and, yeah. Luke and Leia would have been Inquisitors. Just think about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that it just it would have been so interesting if he did join her. Um, and it's actually Disney Plus to do a Star Wars What If, because you know they're already doing Marvel What If. Like, let's get a Star Wars yeah. What If and start putting these concepts out. So yeah. that's and that's my, uh, um you know, pet peeve, I guess, against against the sequels because um, Kylo Ren follows Anakin's story so well to that point where he's like, I can overthrow the Emperor. Only Kylo Ren does successfully. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I feel like he is, he is a perfect analogy for Revenge of the Sith Anakin. And yeah. I look at Rey as a perfect example of Return of the Jedi Luke because she follows his story well up into there. So I wanted the final film, I really wanted Kylo Ren to be the big bad um, and have them have a final duel that, that was similar to Revenge of the Sith. That's, that's what I wanted, but yeah, that's neither here nor there at, at this point. <laughs> and uh, so, something, something when, I, when I was re-watching uh, Revenge of the Sith, I noticed something, and that was Anakin tried to uh, force persuade Padme, which was, I don't want to hear anything more about Obi-Wan, and then she just kept going anywhere. She just kept doing it. So I feel like if if she was not, if she was weak-minded, that he could have just manipulated her to the point where she just would have joined him. Yeah. But nope, she's so... She's so badass and so awesome <laughs> that the Force doesn't even affect her. Yeah, and I, I noticed that too. And the what I took away from it is that he tried. You know what I mean? Like that's not okay, but that's, you not. know, and, and it's 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 what everyone told him about the dark side. And that's why I love Anakin as a character, is because everything that turned him, they were all good and wonderful qualities. He loved her so much that he would do anything to save her. But Yep. Sometimes too much is too much, <laughs> you know. Um, like, give her her space, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it, even way back in the conversation with Padme, when he first tells her, "You die in childbirth," what's the first thing she says? And the baby. Yes. Are the baby is the baby okay? That's all she cares about. You know. It, it makes it very plain and clear that um, his actions to save her is not what she wanted. That is not what she would do. She would sacrifice her life for her unborn kid any day of the week. That's not even a question, you know. Um, 
But all right, so the end of the movie. I mean, uh, we'll do it in, in two pieces because we get some some uh, dialogue. We get Obi Wan coming out in the Superman pose, just standing there at the top of the the ramp. <laughs> you did this. You took her from me. <laughs> your anger and your lust for power have already done that. <laughs> I surprised myself with that. <laughs> oh yeah, I just I, I love that. I I love that scene. Uh, Alana, uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, just Obi Wan like coming out, dropping his robes with the whole pose. You know, you know, he was like so ready for that. He yeah. was waiting. Yeah. Like he had a whole he had a whole plane ride to just decide he was <laughs> five hundred, not only finished but done <laughs> with whatever Anakin was doing. You yeah. like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna need to recut that scene so that when he drops a robe, it goes. I think you know <laughs> what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> I just and it's because you know it's just funny because he was telling Yoda how he like refuses to like go up against Anakin, but then he was like, hmm, you know what? It's time. Cause I'm not enough. Like I said, I'm not only finished, but I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Obi Wan is my favorite. Cause he was yeah. like, "Hmm, will I actually not kill this man? We'll see." <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, see, if the the only thing that really has me cracking up about that scene is only Sith dealing absolutes. That's an absolute. <laughs> I, find, I, I think it would have been pretty funny if maybe he goes like, wait, no, accept that absolute. Except, <laughs> yeah. Like goes back on it. <laughs> yeah, and that one, and that one, and that one, and that one, yeah. <laughs> and just would have been like, you know what, let's just fight already. Brave <laughs> <laughs> about peace and justice and freedom to my new empire. <laughs> your new empire uh yeah i i, I love it um, all right so the final fight the best fight of the entire series um i'm starting with you jordan this fight lasts for like because uh, at the same time he's fighting yoda's fighting palpatine right yeah. and we, we can also we also need to cover that but I feel like this fight lasts for like 20 minutes. <laughs> I think it yeah, does it, too. Like it lasts so long, but it's like 40 well minutes. worth it. Yeah. 40 minutes. I was watching it recently and then I and then right when it started, I'm like, okay, pause. And then I looked, 40 minutes left. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the heck? Yeah. Yeah. Like this is almost as this is almost as long as a Lord of the Rings fight. Like <laughs> <laughs> It was just so great because, you know, they talk at the beginning and then they don't talk again until the end. Like, they, that's how you know they're, like, really getting down to business. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you're my brother. You're supposed to bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. And I, part of my head canon is a, part, a lot of what he said, that's what Ahsoka was trying to tell him. He was like, yeah. you know, the whole you're my brother thing and I loved you. That was Obi-Wan telling Anakin that he loved him as well as conveying a message for Ahsoka. All right. I can see that. Yeah. It hurts even more now. 
Right? <laughs> right? It was my, first I hurt you, now Jordan did. Exactly. I'm going to rewatch all these scenes and just cry even more. <laughs> I, there's, a super, there's a super cut of Revenge of the Sith and the Siege of Mandalore somewhere on YouTube. It's like a four hour cut and I'm going to find it and I'm going to watch it. And then I'm just going to be stressed all over again. <laughs> and then, uh, Dane, your thoughts on the final fight? I I absolutely loved it, uh, especially when I was rewatching it. I had it, Niagara Falls, like it was <laughs> so emotional, especially when it got to this one. Uh, especially when it got to this one point where the two of them are on the beams, each of them had like their lightsaber in their hand. I actually noticed something about that fight, which I did not know before. So you guys know how I did a bunch of like TikToks of the different uh, lightsaber light, lightsaber forms. I noticed that Anakin, when he was in that stance, that was a stance exclusive to dark for to dark side users. So, and that was something I did not know before. Wow. And the stance that Obi Wan was using, that was Dooku's stance, form two Mikashi. Yeah. And it's, and I absolutely, my mind was blown. I simply, I, I like spent like five minutes just with the movie pause and looking at it like <laughs> freaking storytelling with it. Because again, at that point, it's pretty much just dark Anakin versus, versus Dooku again. Like, especially with the whole lightsaber moves. Cause I'm like, that's, I was freaking out at that point. Ah. Yeah, that's, that's so good. And uh, Alana? Yeah, just, oh God, it's, you know, the fight of, the best fight, in my opinion, of Star Wars, or best duel, because just of all the emotions both of the, both Obi-Wan and Anakin have, it's just beautiful, like, just so beautiful in a bad way. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. And then um, there's certain things. It's it's so important, I think, for all of us to remember that these fights are storytelling devices. It's meant to tell a story, right? So if they do things that you find would be unnecessary, that's probably part of the story. You know, people were laugh at the the Obi Annie thing where you know they're they're training their sabers, and yes. And in a regular sword fight, you wouldn't do that. But that was part of the story of they know each other so well that you go into a move and you see he's also going into a move. So you can't do your move until you're going to parry his move. But then he doesn't do that move. And so you have to do the whole thing again. Like, it's, it's how evenly matches, how much they know each other that made that so powerful of, of a scene. And... Um, yeah, that, that whole fight was just beautiful, especially because it really, you know, I mean, Obi-Wan is giving up ground the entire fight, the entire fight, but it doesn't mean he doesn't know what's going on, doesn't mean he knows, doesn't know what he's doing. Um, it does mean he's on the razor's edge, <laughs> and if he's not careful, he will lose. He has to find his win condition, and he does that when he says... Don't try it. I have the high ground. Um, I, I love the scene. I, I don't know, I'll just give my little spiel on it because you know that he has told Anakin about the move that he did to Darth Maul. 
You know that. And the way that he flips over Obi-Wan, he was going to do the same move that he that Obi-Wan did to Darth Maul. Um, and that's that's what happened is Obi-Wan baited him into it. Right? He said, Don't try it, I have the high ground. The last two people Obi-Wan killed, he had the low ground. <laughs> he had the low ground against Maul, he had the low ground against uh Grievous. So why did he say it? I mean my that's, that's my headcan hasn't been confirmed, but I think he was trying to bait Anakin, knowing not only is he in a dark side rage where he thinks he's space Jesus or whatever, but um, <laughs> he Sorry, is that was currently filled by the person you're fighting. <laughs> oh, since, he's, wait, since, he, since he has the dark side, wouldn't he be space? Wouldn't he be space Cthulhu? Uh, I would love that. That's. I want that more than anything I've ever thought of in my life. Um, <laughs> Space Cthulhu. I'm going to make a post and see if I can get someone to draw that. It's <laughs> now in my head, Cannon. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he, his win condition was Anakin was a better fighter and more powerful and had more stamina. And his win condition was, I have to bait him into doing something stupid. And what does the dark side do? It makes you do things that are stupid. And, 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 and Anakin's and already kind of a, so, you know. <laughs> Anakin and Ahsoka together. So. He's kind of extra, yeah. But, um, I don't know, uh, Dane, do you have any thoughts on it? I mean, not, not really, but I do have to add something a little more like before the whole high ground thing was uh, when Obi-Wan said I failed you and that whole that whole thing because earlier in the movie Obi-Wan says I'm proud of you or like there's no one I there's there's no way I can be even prouder than I am like something around that oh, so yeah. see him say wise and I failed powerful. you it kind of it kind of like says that he's not necessarily not proud of him but like a little disappointed that he couldn't have seen it sooner yeah which is another great storytelling i'm not mad at you i'm just disappointed that's worse (laughs) yeah it was right out it was right after uh anakin said this is out this is outrageous put me on the council and not me after that was when obi-wan said i'm proud of you there's not a better man that i could see you become yeah exactly I, i do remember that that's awesome. I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, anyone have any other uh, points on it? Thoughts? <laughs> no, I mean, it's it was it was a beautiful fight. But yeah, so at the same time, we have um, Yoda is fighting Palpatine, and it's not going well. Can, can I at least say though that the introduction when Yoda walks in, just like flexes, and the the two guards just like bop. Yeah, <laughs> that was sick. Um, <laughs> if so powerful you are, why leave? And I was like, oh, about to go down. That's the only scene that makes me like Yoda. The only scene that makes me like him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but uh, Palpatine was too much of a monster, and like, really, only Mace was was a match for him, be- specifically because of Mace's style of fighting. But um, yeah, it's I don't know. This, this was such a good like. I, I was so happy rewatching all, all this stuff. But all right, let's so let's 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 go. Let's go. Final scene. 
we have Padme is dying and we have you know Vader is rising and if you can hear the heartbeats in it and all, and all this stuff uh, what's what's going on I can't remember who I started with last time I'm kind of lost so I'll start at the beginning Dane <laughs> I think you started with Jordan last time okay. but, uh, with this yeah, yeah so. with this scene it was a uh, it's it's very emotional like because we see because she's not she's not dying because of anything physical it's more like and the droid even says she's just lost the will to live there's nothing wrong with her organs nothing she's completely healthy she just doesn't she just doesn't want to live anymore and at first i find that a little stupid like and everybody says like oh she died of sadness but then later on once we get to vader palpatine says Pal- palpatine says she died you killed her which brought me to thinking hold up this doesn't seem right so i did a little bit of research and there's it's it's, it's how does not, palpatine know she's dead yeah how does palpatine know she's dead i literally just searched that onto google and it brought me to like five six different reddit sources and one person said that uh which is kind of like agreed upon about, upon among most fans which is palpatine was using uh for siphon on her to kind of like take life from her and give it to vader because remember it's happening at the same time and it kind of makes sense a little bit to yeah, especially take life we, one give two next i mean we see him do something similar or the same thing in to ray and ben in uh nine yeah so i, I mean yeah most definitely. I hate him for it yeah. because my queen deserves to be alive, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, Alana? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, just because I always was on the whole sadness thing, but like seeing uh, a ton of like theories on it, it just makes so much more sense the whole, you know, life force. And because sadness, like, she probably wouldn't die of sadness. It just doesn't make sense. She's too strong for that. Like she's not leaving her kids. Especially, she's extremely strong in the Clone Wars and yeah. the two D Clone Wars as well. Like she's a huge yeah. badass in that one. So it's just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I'm in agreement with you. Um, to play devil's advocate for for everything, I always try to argue the other side. That's just my thing. That's how I come into my decisions. But. Um, I I can see a small argument for both because if she had been spending all of her time, all of her efforts fighting for this democracy, fighting for the Republic and seeing all of that turn to the exact opposite of what she had ever wanted. And then the only man she's ever like truly loved and all this stuff turned out to be a serial killer. Um, And then he died. I don't know. That's a bad day. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like if you're going to give up the will to live, that's, that's the day to do it. But at the same time, I, I have to agree mostly because Palpatine says in your anger, you killed her. Um, it's it's either he could be just spitballing, lying to him, but I don't think Palpatine would take the risk of her surviving and Vader finding out. You know, 
um, him saying she died, I think he had knowledge of it. He had to, you know, and that's... So, yeah, I, I think he did siphon her life force, and I think that's the same exact ability that Ray used on Ben. Uh, we A lot of times we say force healing, but it's not force healing. It's It's moving life force from one being to another. Different, (laughs) you know, and that actually is is a pretty nice close to the whole (laughs) circle, you know. If uh, if if that's the case, we still have to have solid canon like proof or whatever. But still, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. I mean, anyone else have uh, closing thoughts? No, I think I think we pretty much covered it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> awesome okay i mean so uh i i have to ask everyone uh we'll just we'll kind of close up here i want to hear your final thoughts on the movie i want to hear where it ranks for you you know and, and you guys' favorites um but also and more importantly where can we find you because you guys are awesome creators and make some really good content so i want everyone to be able to find you um so yeah we'll do all that we'll start with alana yeah, so this is definitely my favorite movie. I could watch this like every single day if like it was possible. <laughs> it's just I don't it know. It is possible. So good. The nostalgic, it's nostalgic for me. It's just amazing. And I am on TikTok. It's at Alana Santa Maria. I'm not sure if that the spelling or whatever it's too long to say, but <laughs> you can definitely <laughs> find me somewhere. <laughs> And I'll add the links and stuff for it for okay. everyone. Uh, Jordan? Um, it is number on my ranking list. It's definitely my top three. It's like number two or three, I think. Um, just because it was like the movie that opened my eyes to Star Wars. So, of course, it has to be up there. Um, <laughs> it was just, you know. It's like right behind Rogue One because Rogue One was just so amazing um, to me, anyway. Um, but yeah, it was just a great movie, especially with everything added from the Clone Wars. It somehow made it better after all this time. Yeah, um, for and sure. it's, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram, Instagram at tbluepulsar66. Um, y'all know how to spell. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah it's the same that's the same name on most of my social media and i have a link tree in the bio if you just want to hit one and then find by the rest of my social media just like that awesome and uh dane uh yeah uh i am also on uh tiktok it is danewood52 i do uh mostly lore videos uh, I recently changed my name from uh, Grandmaster Dane to uh, Lore Wizard, so you could also search that up. I'm the Lore <laughs> Wizard. <laughs> awesome. And then uh, where does this one rank for you? Uh, number two, my personal favorite is uh, The Force Awakens, because it, it's, it's just refreshing, yeah. in my opinion. Because I love, I love the new characters. I loved Finn and Poe were my favorite. I think they should have. We can all agree that they should have ended up together. I have so many strong opinions. Can I come back next week to talk about these strong opinions? Oh, yeah, <laughs> you just it. let me know. You just let me know if you need somebody to talk about Finn and Poe. 
and I'll be right here, ready to click, clicking to enter. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I love Force Awakens so much. I can watch it all day, every day, and like watch it at the same time that I watch Black Clover on. I could just, I can do that anytime. Black Clover is back. I know it's my, it's, it's my favorite anime. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm getting. Woo! Getting off topic. <laughs> awesome. I, I, I love hearing it. Um, uh, f- for me, it is, um, it's my number four. And I hesitate to say it because I love it so much. People like, it's not, it's not in your top three. That means you don't like it. No, it means I love too much. <laughs> I'm like Anakin. It's, it's, it's too much love. <laughs> And it's it's gonna turn things things sour, you know. But it's it's my number four movie, um, and I yeah, it's just just a phenomenal film. But um, I again, I just want to thank all you guys for being willing to come on and, and talk Star Wars with me. Um, I have to say, like doing this podcast has been awesome because, I mean, you know how the community can be. There can be toxic uh, toxicity. There can be negativity. So it's so awesome to just talk to people that love Star Wars and talk to them about what they love. Um, thank you so much for inviting me. Yes, thank you. I, I had oh, nothing to do today, and I ju- and before I played, I was playing Battlefront two. I lost like four matches straight, even as Obi Wan, <laughs> and I'm just like, come on, come on, guys. So this definitely lifted up my day. Uh, I, I appreciate, it. and I hope to have all of you guys on here again. Um, Jordan definitely with with Rogue One, uh, uh, Dan uh, with Force I'm Awakens, as those are your two favorites. Uh, Elena, I'll find out more about what your. I mean, this one was your favorite, but I, I want to have you back. Uh, but I love all you. <laughs> I want to talk about Finn Poe. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. <laughs> we'll get there. Actually, I want to do a representation episode specifically. So oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll keep everyone in mind for that, too. But thank you so much for joining me here on the High Ground Podcast. It's awesome. I love all you guys. And may the Force be with you always. May the Force <laughs> be with you, too.